looks like one of the larger elephants wanted to bathe all by himself, and he doesn't like being disturbed. Hey, hey, he's trying to give us a bath. Little orange bird, little orange bird, in the sunshine tree, in the sunshine tree, won't you think something sunny just for me? Way anchor now, you swabbies. What be I offered for this winsome wench? Stout-hearted and corn-fed she be. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. W-W Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 391 for the week of January 11th, 2015. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. Whether you are a first-time visitor or have been to the parks hundreds of times, whether you're planning a vacation or just love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there's something in here for you. You can find everything over at WDWRadio.com and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. When he opened Disneyland, Walt Disney was able to take beloved animated films and bring them to life in an interactive, three-dimensional environment. And since then, many films have been translated into theme park attractions at Disney parks worldwide. Well, this week, we're going to share our list of top 10 Disney movies that should be made into attractions and then ask you to cast your vote as well. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned for details about the upcoming WDW Radio 8th anniversary event next month and how you can help WDW Radio and be part of something new. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. So before I get started with this week's show, I wanted to share with you something that I've been working on for some time and have been hinting about on the newscast and on Twitter and on the show for the last couple of weeks because it has been a truly amazing year for me and for WDW Radio and it is entirely thanks to you. And in many ways, this was a turning point for the show and for me personally and you continue to show me time and again just how much you care about the show and the community which you have created. And by doing that, you've reinforced what I try and inspire others to do, which is find that thing that you love and do it every day and share that passion with others. Because I think if you do what you love passionately to the very best of your ability, everything else will eventually fall into place. And I have been trying to think of ways to say thank you and to reinforce this incredible, amazing sense of community that really is the core of what I do, but I also want to find ways to give you more. And this has actually been brought about because a lot of people have asked me for some time for a way that they could help and give back to the show and, and show their support and the fact that they are part of this wonderful extended family that you all 
have built. And rather than create a membership site with a, a paid gateway to content to, that I created, I wanted to give you the option and the ability to support the show and I give you even more in return to say thank you. And so with that, WDW Radio Nation is being born because you can now help support the show by contributing however much you'd like through a site called Patreon. But of course, I want to give you something back for everyone who contributes. And so in return for your support, I've created different reward levels depending on your contribution, which allows me to bring you even more content, access, special events, and products. And most of the things, that the content and the items created for WW Radio Nation are not going to be available for sale or available to the general public like monthly scavenger hunts and custom magic band covers and special logo gear and merchandise and a private Facebook group and call-in shows and lots of other things depending on your level of donation. And look, you can set any amount you want and change or cancel your pledge at any time. But just think of it as a way for you to help show your support for WDW Radio. And it is completely optional. It is 100% optional to support the show and the podcast via Patreon. I am still going to be producing WW Radio podcasts, videos, blog content, newsletters, etc. every week, still at no cost to you. It's the way it's always been. It is the way it is always going to be. But you as a listener, you are part of my WDW Radio family and my friend, whether we have met yet or not, and you are going to continue to get all the regular content as you have before These are just a few extra bonuses as my way of saying thank you. And you can learn more by visiting wdwradio.com slash support. And I am so very excited to launch this as it's been something I have been thinking about and planning and tweaking for months. And I hope it is something that you enjoy and that WDW Radio Nation is going to start strong and continue to grow and evolve. And I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to the show and for your continuing friendship and support, whether it's through this endeavor or just by taking the time to tune in and listen. I love you, and I don't say, I don't throw that word around lightly. I mean it, and I am so very grateful to you. So I hope that you will be part of this new endeavor and the WW Radio Nation, or at the very least, just keep on listening to the show because it is for that that I am so very grateful. And now, let's get on with the show. Song of the South, Peter Pan, Snow White, The Three Caballeros, Winnie the Pooh, even The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. What do these all have in common? They're all movies that inspired attractions at Walt Disney World. And these are just a few, because Walt opened Disneyland with attractions that allowed guests to enter a three-dimensional world based on the films that they had come to know and love. It afforded him the opportunity to allow guests to become an active, integral part of the storytelling experience. But of course, not every movie can or has been made into an attraction in the Disney theme parks. So this week, we're going to play a little armchair Imagineer and bring you our top 10 Disney movies that should be made into Walt Disney World attractions. And of course, the movies I listed at the introduction to this segment are not just attractions, 
but in many cases are ones that my guest is too afraid to ride. He is the man for whom the chicken exit was so aptly named. He is Tim Foster from Celebrations Magazine. Welcome back to my friend. Oh, that's the best introduction you had. And you're right. When you were listing those, I was going, wait, they're on my list. I didn't know they were mine. <laughs> so, yeah, they you- were on your list of ones that you've never ridden that you have to muster up the courage to finally get on? Yeah. So I thought this was I thought yeah. this was a a really it potentially could be a really fun segment, right? Because this is there, there's obviously no right or wrong answer. This yes, is so is, this is so set up for the Tim Foster quote unquote go with me here people type of experience because you're going to pull out things like I think it should be the littlest outlaw and this is why and stop taking them off my list. <laughs> And I'm also curious to not only see what movies are on your list, but uh-huh. as I start throwing ones out there, what movies you've probably never... I can almost play a game. I'll throw out a movie title, <laughs> and you I have ever... to tell me, is it a Disney movie, or am I just making it up? Okay. <laughs> well, that could be a whole other... It could be. I think that should be a whole separate segment. <laughs> and people, and, and rides, and, and, you know, parks. So, again, we never discussed these lists beforehand. I said, Tim, here's the idea. There's I haven't set up any rules. I'll sort of make them up as we go along. And although I'm frightened that you're probably going to steal some of my favorites because you are my guest, because you are my (laughs) friend. And because you probably didn't do very much research, no. I am going to let you go first. Well, I did. I'm I'm banking there's one that's on your list, and I am not going with it. And I think I did this last time, and it ended up not being on your list anyway. So we're going to see. But I'm going to tell you when you told me this idea, I thought that I thought same thing. You what a what a great idea, and how come? We didn't think of this before. Well, I thought of it before, <laughs> but you kept shooting me down. How come Lou didn't let us do this before? And it was funny because when I first started trying to put the list together, I kept going, yeah, that movie. No, wait, that's a ride. Okay, this movie. No, wait, that's a ride too. And then I had a quick panic that I'm not going to be able to think of anything because everything I can think of, there was an attraction. But as I got into it, actually, the whole list exploded. So – so I agree, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to – now, I made a rule for myself. And I'm going to throw it out there because I'm okay. going to hope you violated it and then I can laugh <laughs> at you for once. If an, and I don't think this actually influences my list at all, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I decided if a film was made into a show, a theatrical presentation, that that didn't count. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so you'll see, that didn't have any impact on my list as oh, it turns okay, out. Okay, because I was waiting but, for you to go, but I was, it know, should be Finding Nemo. And I was like, oh. Well, no, well, or like, well, no, I don't want to say them because I don't want to steal the potential one you had. But we know there's many musicals and theatrical shows at Disney that are inspired by a movie, even though there's no you know, roller coaster that goes along with it. But... I, if I, you I, start I off, if you start off with Gus, the football playing mule, you are going to win so many <clears throat> points. Okay, so imagine <laughs> if you will. Now I'm going to start with Shrek because <laughs> you're an idiot. 
right, now this this actually, as I'm looking at it, I think I'm kind of cheating. It's all right. This isn't really an attraction. <laughs> How could you cheat really. on your well, first it, one? You'll, you'll you'll see. You'll see. Because it's uh, is there an attraction, quote unquote? Well, yeah, I guess, but there's not an attraction of Cinderella. <laughs> I know there's that big castly doodad thing at the end of Main Street. What? And you can walk <laughs> through it, but but that's and you can eat in it, but you can't go up and play in it or anything. So he, here's what I'm thinking. But wait, I have to. I I have so you're to remind me. Wait, Tim, there's that Cinderella ride in. There, even what, what? though he must have gotten it in the divorce, Prince Charming's regal carousel will always be Cinderella's no, 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 golden no, carousel. No, 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 that doesn't count. That doesn't it, count. It, it doesn't that count. Doesn't it was count. only Cinderella's golden carousel that, that, no, for right, like 40 count. years. That doesn't count. Oh, okay. That's a merit. That doesn't count. Somebody just because you, just cause you throw a count. couple pictures of Lucifer on there, it doesn't <laughs> make it. This is what this is what I want to do. Okay, I love because they're slow and I can handle them. The classic Disney dark ride. Right. And I love Spaceship Earth. So let's do this. Let's take the castle. Don't you dare touch the outside while you're doing this because no I want to still see it in all its spectacular glory. But inside, behind the scenes, let's change the inside of the castle. Let's make it a big dark ride. Like Spaceship Earth, you spiral up to the top and you come all the way down. And like all the classic dark rides in Fantasyland, going back to Snow White's scary adventures and many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, we go through the scenes from Cinderella. But think of this, that the technology that the Imagineers have at their disposal now, think of how spectacular the transformation could be as the fairy godmother changes you to Cinderella in her gown and the coach and the spectacular coach that we all know from the film. How amazing could that be? And how amazing could it be at the end to go through some 3D computer-generated holographic glass slipper to find yourself staring at a castle in the sunset as they lived happily ever after. And then you came back down and went and rode on that merry-go-round thingerdinger. How cool would that be? So the only part of that that oh, made sense on. to me. See right away, it, you're wait, telling me the you're only wrong. part that made sense was what? that it, it that it's in Fantasyland because that's where I think that you live, Tim Foster. Have you been to <laughs> Have you been to Walt Disney World before? Have you seen the castle? Do you, Do you understand the, the concept of forced perspective? And it's not really 300 feet tall. It's a pretty it's small. It's 189 feet tall. Oh, there, you've read the Walter's World Trivia Book, Volume One. Darn right. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you, you have little you, okay, children. So, I apologize. So you are going to assume that the laws of you know physics, physics don't actually don't right in my kitchen. You yes. shrink down into yes. the size of Ant Man, and that is in Look, what you take. Get. Uh, you, you, we got the Be Our Guest restaurant, so get rid of the royal table. We don't need that anymore. I'm never going to stay in the suite, so get rid of it. And get rid of the basketball court and the secret <laughs> apartment and the bowling alley and everything else that's up there. You got plenty of room that you could do this with. Trust me, it would be spectacular. What is it would this? be spectacular. A, what is this, a ride for ants? <laughs> 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 well, 
<laughs> well, they, we could make that film an attraction, too. Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they know that that was my worst Zoolander <laughs> And at the ever. end, we get orange mocha frappuccinos. <laughs> Everybody now is going. There you go. Oh boy. Well, you know, Tim, I will. Uh, Come on, that was a. That's a good one. That's I'll give you one. credit for um, imagining knowing, for knowing who Cinderella was. Well, yeah. All right. I. <laughs> I'm going to go with better one. be good. Cause I'm going to nail you. On Mine. This one. Let me tell you something. I think right. that I'm going to step up to the plate, and I think this is. I'm going. I'm going for the home run ball right out of the gate. Because I think I need to make up for the Cinderella debacle. Come that on, was your first one. <laughs> people are going to support me. I have I have imagined this for years as as sort of the armchair imagineer. I've wished for it. I've wished for it, my friend, for thirty some odd years. You're I've wished for this thing for thirty some odd years because that first time that I sat in a movie theater in 1982 with Uh-oh. my dad and I watched Tron, I, like every other kid at my age, was like, OMG, not that OMG was a thing back then, I was the, the kid who was like, I need to ride in a light cycle before I leave this planet. So, as time has gone on, and I think now, appropriately, I think Tomorrowland may be getting ready for some type of a refurbishment update as things are going on in the Magic Kingdom. Many years ago, the Galaxy Palace Theater closed in between Buzz Lightyear and the Carousel of Pro- Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. What I picture is I've already have this laid out in my head. What Now, right now, there's sort of a wall there where you can meet Buzz Lightyear. But what should be there in place of that wall is sort of this grid that you can walk through. And as you walk through this matrix, you, like Jeff Bridges, are transported inside the world of the computer and you are on the grid of Tron where you can participate in not just one, but possibly more than one attractions, right? You can ride that virtual light cycle type of experience. Imagine you sort of getting into a pod and having a Star Tours-like experience, but with screens all around you, right? So you are on that light cycle with Bruce Boxleitner, and I know she didn't ride one, but Cindy Morgan, just because I had a crush on her as a kid, and you are doing the light cycle experience. And then you leave there, and you go on to the game grid where you get this sort of virtual identity disc and you, you take part in the, the Discs of Tron type of game. And then when you're done, you come out and you take the cool futuristic-y looking elevator to the Tron Legacy version of the End of Line Club. And there's sort of a little bar, restaurant-y, no alcohol kind of thing on the second level, which is the End of Line Club. I just dropped the mic and walk off stage. Boom. No. I, 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 <laughs> what do you mean? No, I thumbs down. There is hole. nothing. In there. <laughs> Wait, what? What try? I'll just go ride test track. What? Did, no, 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 no. Yeah, you won't yeah. ride Tron track. <laughs> All right, I got And this. don't tell me that Tron Legacy and the Tron franchise is done <clears> because <throat> there still are thoughts and discussions of a Tron three oh. sometime possibly in the future. Well, there you go. Have you seen Tron? Uh, is that the oh, one with the the deer and the bunny rabbits? Yeah, it's the deer and the bunny rabbit one. Okay, 
Yeah, I saw that. All right, I got to get uh, that. Come that's on, not, man. That's, like, that's you don't even need bad. to be that's a nerd to love that. Like, everybody that's, that's knows Tron. You got a little bad. Daft Punk score going in the background. <laughs> what? I like. No, I'm with you. I'm with. I'm with you. I'm behind it. Whatever. I'm sure. I I have the feeling you've little Lou was drawing up his plans with his crayons on his parchment and sending them to Imagineering. I had every day. I had my own little like I used to play with my light cycles and. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to call Joseph Kaczynski because I'm sure that he also, like me, plays with light cycles and wants a Tron attraction in Tomorrowland. Okay. Listeners, back me up, please. Back me no, up back on the Twitter me, I, or Facebook. Come on. Or... Tr- you're going to take... Tr- All right. You know what? We're two in and we're already out of control. So. <laughs> I'm, talking, right. I'm talking the the heart, the, eye, the, 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 the magical center of Walt Disney World, and you're actually talking about a pretty good movie. So I'll, I'll get that. <laughs> one. All right. So my next, let me see which one. Which one do I fear you'll steal? For? Right, I'm going to go with this one because it's it's apropos of the moment here. As we know, <clears throat> to and I'm not I'm not going to take sides on this one. To many people's delight, or many people's chagrin, the sorcerer hat at Hollywood Studios is finito. However, what if we did this? The, the one thing I was realizing going through this list, and I'm probably, well, I'm correcting myself as I say this, but not many attractions, because there are a couple, but not many attractions really star at their heart the mouse that started it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, say for, well, sort of, uh, Philharmagic, but, but he's off stage for the most part there. So what I'm thinking of, I, it, does, you know, it doesn't have to be at Hollywood Boulevard. We can put this anywhere, but I'm thinking a Fantasia-oriented ride, specifically the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And I'm thinking of a flume ride, a boat ride that takes you through the Sorcerer's Apprentice scene, pretty much in its entirety, start to finish, animatronic Mickey Mices all over the place, you know, magical water effects, sorcerer effects. Of course, as the water comes rushing in and the brooms go crazy, that's when your flume starts going up and down and you're falling and splashing and 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 that's it. But I, <laughs> but I think it could all be housed, you know, whether you like the sorcerer hat or not in its position where it was all these years. But imagine it in a place that made sense, maybe in Fantasyland or somewhere else, where the you know the attraction is housed, or you enter through the Sorcerer's Hat or something along those lines. Um, but you get to relive the Sorcerer Apprentice sequence, which which we all acknowledge, it, you know, is you know the the film appearance of Mickey Mouse and put him back on the front page more or less as his popularity waned a little bit. Um, in the late 30s there, but it's an opportunity to have an exciting ride because you could be, and I love a good flume ride because I love getting wet, as you know. But it's a good, I think it's a great way to celebrate Mickey Mouse in his own right, front and center, star of the show, no questions asked. It's him. It's not him off stage. It's not 
sort of a nod to him somewhere else. It's it's him in his one of his best known classic personas. Hmm. Hmm. Huh? Huh? Come on. It's a heck of a lot better than your Cinderella rock. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig it. I, I dig it. Look, you nah, can't you, you can't go wrong. No, you can't go look, you can't go wrong with a Mickey Mouse based attraction, right? Because yes, you have Mickey's Philhar Magic. It's not quite the same as the Mickey Mouse review, but to have an actual ride, right? Some sort of a, a moving kinetic attraction that that features Mickey Mouse prominently. I, I dig it. I, I'll give you that soundtrack. One. The soundtrack that you hear as you go through. You have almost redeemed yourself, my friend. Oh. All right. Wait till you hear the next one. Oh, all right. Well, hopefully your next one <laughs> is not this one. No, I actually hope that it is. I, I would love to oh. see if we're, we're maybe on the same page because I, like you, am going to be. I like I, you too. I no, I didn't say I like you. I, oh. I much like you. Am going back in time uh, to the classics to what is probably my favorite Disney film I know. of all time. But they made a movie out of that. Go Tron. Ahead. You're going to say Tron. Of course they no. made a movie out of it. It's not Tron. It, it's close. Okay. But, I'm, but it's also sort of cheating a little bit because at one point there were plans. Thank you, Mr. Tony Baxter. There were plans for an attraction based on this film, which you know, of course, cue the music, is Mary Poppins. Aha. Uh-huh. Is that not what you thought I was I was going with? Well, no, the only movies I thought that would qualify were already attractions, so I knew Peter Pan was out. No. But no, 50 actually, years I later, kinda, huh? 50 years later, this <laughs> this film, and I think I the like, attraction I like this already. would still hold up. Mm-hmm. Now, I I think this would, much like it was originally proposed for would fit perfectly in the United Kingdom. There is actually plenty of room if you look at a satellite drawing. And you could sort of do the jolly holiday with Mary Poppins. So, again, much like, you know, it, it Walt Disney World is all about portals, right? When you walk through the gateway to Adventureland, you're stepping through a portal. When you walk into Toy Story Midway Media, you're stepping through a portal. You're shrunk down to the size of a toy. You step into the chalk drawing, right? And you are shrunk down and you, and you sort of go into this country fair with beautiful flowers and, and butterflies and carousels and, and horses and things like that. And look, I could go into detail about what the attraction was proposed to be and, and probably very similar to what I think it could be where you could maybe virtually ride some type of carousel horse that goes off of the merry-go-round and takes you through the the fox hunt and the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and again all the music and then it rains and then the chalk goes away and you're back in England I mean it's it could be a visually stunning supported by incredible music fitting within the United Kingdom theming attraction that everybody would love it it still is classic I think it always will be and certainly would retain its rewritability over time, if I had to choose between Tron and Mary Poppins, I don't know which one I would build. Uh, Mary Poppins, because Tron was, that was just... Lame. lame. <laughs> it was not lame. <laughs> no, they're both right there. Why don't you put Mary Poppins in Tomorrowland and Tron in United Kingdom? 
Yeah, perfect. Perfect. See, I know what I'm I know what I'm talking about. That's pretty that's that's not bad. Listen, I'm just saying I'm still I'm still winning, but that wasn't bad. Winning with what? Yeah. The Cinderella micro Cinderella attraction yep. and your Fantasia yep. flume you rod that you'd be too scared you to ride? Know. You've never been in the bowels of Cinderella Castle. You don't you don't know. <laughs> there are no bowels. It's Florida. We have no bowels here. <laughs> There's a whole other gra- There's like that utilidor rip that all out and you could put the ride oh, like down. That's down, a good idea. That'll work there. out well. Yeah, they, they doesn't. Walt is that, Walt is turning over in his cry chamber. that because he likes it, he digs it. He goes, that, "That's a smart young man." Down there. Okay, All right. please dazzle me with the next well, one on I, your list. You know, I, I've got three ones that I worked on. One you're gonna hate. One? So <laughs> just one. <laughs> well, well, no, nah, I yeah, no, I take that. Well, there's one you're gonna reject more than the other. So I'm I'm gonna go with this one next because I want to. I just want to hear you rant and rave. Okay. All right. I think I bring this up anytime we talk about anything that remotely has to do with Disney movies. Son of Flubber. How'd you stop reading my list? Get out of my head, will you? The horse in the gray flannel suit. Go. <laughs> All right. Let, let me let me let me ask you because you you asked me but didn't ask me. Lou Mangiello, what is my favorite Disney movie slash Pixar movie? Oh, Pixar movie. Oh, I because I, I originally thought it was Charlie the Lonesome Cougar. <laughs> well, ah, shit, I forgot about that one. Uh, Bugs shoot. Life, Planes, Fire and Rescue. Yes. No, no it's not. I know. Wasn't uh, that your a favorite Pixar film? Come on. Uh, everybody, I know. Every, well, nobody cares about everybody out there. Like my mom, it, they're screaming. They know the answer to this. It is, of course, up. Ratatouille. Good job. Okay, so <laughs> I, I picture this. All right, if you can go in the UK, we're going to France, and whatever space you were taking from Mary Poppins, I'm going to take for this. I, I'm, I'm thinking we turn Ratatouille into a slow-moving, enchanting boat ride through Paris. Okay. I know France has that movie thing going on, but they can both coexist here. I was going to say, so you're, you're, are you pretending that L'Aventure to le de Remy doesn't exist? I, I'm, I know. You're, you, what? Are you the, the attraction that currently exists in Disneyland Paris, you are, or, or like that, you're not. Oh, oh, na- oh you're now pretending we're that, playing that exist. can't exist anywhere. Yeah, I'm pretending that doesn't exist. Okay, I just I just there. want to be clear. I'm just trying to. I can't to... go there. So I, what I want to do is I want to go to France Pavilion. I want to enter into the Ratatouille. Anyone can ride this ride experience. And I'm picturing a slow moving, but well, a boat ride. Sometimes it's slow moving. Sometimes the pace picks up a little bit. Not thrill ride level because you know it's me. But but think about it. You you could start out riding down the sewers on your escape and think of it like the grand first reveal in Pirates of the Caribbean when you go down the incline and come out to see the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you come out and you burst in the scene. There's Paris in front of you in all its glory. And you continue on through scenes of the film. You even can go down at a little quicker pace down the Seine River as Remy's being chased by Skinner and go reenact that whole scene. 
I can't figure out the finale, but that's why we have Imagineers. But this, but picture this ride can take advantage of one of those very cool things we love about Disney, is when you delight not only the visual senses and the audio senses, but the sense of smell with aromas. And in Ratatouille, it could be the sweetness of desserts wafting through. Maybe the smell of cheese might not be great, but you know where I'm going with that. You know, as, as you're going through the, the kitchens and, and the gourmet dining halls, that these, these aromas can waft through. Just as Remy tries to teach Emil about, you know, we have this taste and this taste and blend them together and whoa, and imagine the lights that could go off and the, and the effects that could take place is you, you take that journey not just down the waterways through the film, but, but the journey of discovery, of the lights of gourmet food as as you can only be taught in Ratatouille. And then, and then you end with the final look over uh, the Eiffel Tower at night as that music plays at the end of the film that always makes me cry. And I'll come out weeping and go and get a Napoleon and an eclair and drown my sorrows and sitting by the World Showcase Lagoon and <laughs> crying already. So... I, uh, I have to be Come honest. On. I have to be honest. You love, you love that one. As you soon as you one. said Chef Gusto and olfactory senses and food. I don't think uh, you, I said you sounded, any of that. You sounded okay. like Charlie Brown's teacher because all I was thinking about is why don't this open up Chef Gusto's restaurant and make it be all about food. And now, just now go there. That's, that's all other If shit. you could actually eat on the attraction, <laughs> that would uh, eating on a dark ride in France would be like like utopia How bad if you me. end there? Like you wanted to end, where, where did you want to end? In Tron, you wanted to end at some bar or something. The end what of the in this, in this, <laughs> you ended up at Gusto's or you're in the dining. I don't know. Or you stop and get something to eat and you reboard your ride in uh, 15 minutes. But what if they would sort of leave? <gasps> it would be like a ride. Uh, oh, oh. It would be a ride through the, a slow moving ride past the buffet. And you just sort of pick food <laughs> off. like as, And you look around and you enjoy all the cool stuff and the dark ride. And, that would be the, my perfect. See, now I'm I, on board. I think you fall me. out of the boat. <laughs> I was dropped on my head as a child. Sorry. <laughs> so, I, I like the sci-fi drive-in theater, but but moving past but the moving food that you want. in Paris with cheese, like a and sushi restaurant, where you sort of take the things off the moving train and you pay for the ones you take. It's the same thing here. I like my I like my idea of the the. Dark ride past the buffet, much better. All right, if if that'll give me a check plus in the book, then fine. Throw food into it. <laughs> I didn't think you could throw food into this, See, but you did, and it was I my can, fault. It was my I fault. Can, I can, I can put food into anything. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> as I was going through my list, I really thought that there was going to be a lot of overlap in some, and I think there still might be in a couple of the other attractions that, that we're going to mention. So I tried to think of one that maybe was not necessarily as critically acclaimed or popular in the box office, but still would make for an excellent attraction, right? I'm trying to think of the vision. And here's another one where there was talk of having an attraction based off of this movie, uh, which, uh, you know, 
I think that if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it in a long time, you should go back and watch it again because there's a lot of very, very talented, very creative people that worked on this like, you know, originally like a Joss Whedon and a Don Hahn. And of course, I know that you know that I'm mm-hmm. talking about the 2001 film Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Oh. Because here, I, I love the time period that it's set in, right? The early 19, the mid, you know, the early, like the 1914 or so, you've got this sacred book, you've got this story of Atlantis, this sort of, you know, the, 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 the underground, uh, you know, when they, when they were doing research for this, they went like 800 feet underground to like the Carlsbad Caverns in Mexico to sort of figure out what the subterranean trails might look like when they were, were designing Atlantis. Think about how cool that would be. Going back to this idea of the subs from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, that time period, that sense of Indiana Jones-like adventure, the legends of Atlantis, the sacred book, having the crew with you. I mean, I think there's some really cool things that you could do, not just story-wise, but in terms of environment and where you are putting guests where you don't really get to go much anymore other than the Nemo subs out in Disneyland. I, a a huge fan of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, not just the film, but the e-ticket attraction, would love the idea, again, of going on an adventure through caves and and the volcano and, and meeting this race of people and the legends of Atlantis. I mean, I think there's some really cool things, especially now with 2015 technology, exploring this legend, expanding on the story even more. And yes, I know that they did a a follow-up movie. um, Gosh, I'm I'm trying to remember what year it was, maybe five or so years later. But I, I think Atlantis, the Lost Empire, would make an awesome attraction. Did you know that that was the first DVD I ever owned? Atlantis, the Lost Empire. The Atlant, yes. Really, really. Interesting. That doesn't mean I like your idea, but oh come on! I Who, love your idea. Aren't you fascinated about the story of Atlantis? Uh, yeah. Don't you watch like Ancient Aliens with Giorgio Tsoukalos? And you don't you care? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. But what if he just redid 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Well, and, got it and listen, they're, they're remaking the film, so it's certainly the pump is being primed for a, a new 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea now, see, attraction. Now, be, but I did be. try and stay away from something that had already I understand. been made. I understand. And I, applaud you, and I applaud your efforts to do so. Thank you. Thank you I much. like that. Atlantis. I love it. Isn't there a... Isn't there a Marlo and <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Mars Needs Moms, though. You had <laughs> That's next on my list. Just oh, just, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, all right, where do, next... where do you hear my idea for Hannah Montana the movie? It just wait. oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. My this is the uh, the second place if I'm counting right. I think this one's probably kind of obvious, so I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. But I don't think you had it on your list, but I think if you think about it, uh, 
for just a brief second, it makes a whole lot of sense. I know in uh, Pixar Place, Toy Story, Midway Mania, which mm-hmm. I still can't get the black cat rating-wise, but that's, that's my own issue. I'll keep it to myself. But rumors of a Monsters, Inc. roller coaster have been floating around forever, of course. Um, but in the course of talking about an expansion of the Pixar area, we included, and I'm sure this has been talked about and suggested many times, but we do an Incredibles roller coaster. It's on my, it's on my list. Ah, there you go. See, and I'm gonna even for me. I, I'm not. We're not going upside down. Please, don't make me go upside down. But we will. We'll make this an honest to goodness, bona fide, goes fast roller coaster. Hmm. And I'm. I'm think. You know, you could loosely follow the plot of the film, maybe even with an introduction, introductionary video along the lines of how they started the film. But then you launch into a race through the city streets. And then you race via, quote unquote, the jet to Nomanasan Island, where you have your first encounter with the Omnidroid. And then you, via the roller coaster, come back on the jet to Metroville to have your final encounter with the big Omnidroid. And imagine the amazing, huge, fantastically articulating animatronic figure they could make today or something like that. And even along the way, I'm picturing this as an enclosed ride. Somehow, I'm not the Imagineer, so I can't say how they would do it. But along the way, they could, at various places, give you the illusion of being stretched, turning invisible, going super, super fast, and having super strength as you crash through some seemingly impassable barrier in front of you. Things like that. So you can take on the persona of each of the characters from The Incredibles and just make the whole thing a big, not too thrilling, but a thrill ride to relive the film. And and uh, I think that would be so cool. I would ride that. As long as they don't go upside down, I would ride that. And don't go faster than 24 miles an hour. Then I'm cool. So I will tell you, that I also that had, the, I had the Incredibles on my list, but I did not have it as a roller coaster. Because you had it as a gentle boat ride drifting through the... Through the... Gently drifting past the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I think, look, I think this is one that clearly makes perfect sense, especially for Walt Disney World, right? Clearly, there is a superhero craze going on right now. I think there's always been a desire for an Incredibles follow-up movie, which I still think is going to happen. And this gives Walt Disney World a chance to have a superhero-based attraction as we cannot you build one based on the Marvel characters because of the licensing issues with Universal. But this allows you to be put into the superhero role, I agree, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I actually thought of a couple of different types. I thought, yes, maybe you could do a shooter-type attraction like a Toy Story Midway Mania, but I have to say, and you're going to be surprised at what I say here, I thought about something similar, and granted, I haven't been there in years, but very similar to the Spider-Man ride over at the park that shall not be named. Because I think you're right. I think that being able to go to locations like 
Nemanisan and the the um at the, the city of Metroville, there's a great type of location to location experience that you can have while you're chasing syndrome and the omni droid and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's a, a great opportunity for a superhero based attraction where you become one of the incredibles or you become another one of the superheroes. Honey, where is my super suit? That's the worst <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson ever. But that you get was, that but you no, understand that I, was epic. that was amazing. I never look back, darling. I'm giving you props on that. Hey, what if at the beginning of the attraction you randomize to become one of the four? (gasps) Oh. Oh. And you never knew which one would come up. Or you do a little Star Wars uh, tours thing and you kind of randomize which one you are and where you're going and which villain you get. You maybe get bum voyage ones. Mm-hmm. I want to. I just want to be Lucius. You tell me where my suit is, woman. We are talking about <laughs> the we, greater I, good. You know why don't you? You can go apply and you can stand out front, sign autographs, and yell that to all greater the good. kids. Greater good. I am your want. wife. I am the greatest good you are ever gonna get. It's both a great and good. How could you not love Sam- Samuel L. Jackson? Has been like the best characters. He's Nick Fury. He's Lucius <laughs> slash Frozone, and he was until he died a horrible death. Mace Windu. That was a stupid way to go. I didn't want it to go <laughs> like that. Okay. All right. Well, you, but you still have to do one because you know. You oh, so that doesn't count. All right. So, so no, the next that one count. Okay. So you take my, my next great one idea and make it was your is great going idea. to. It's going. This is one for you and me, Tim Foster. Uh-oh. This is like our 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 buddy movie attraction because it plays off. Lady in the Tramp. My <laughs> no, it oh. plays off possibly. Probably my favorite Pixar movie, and it also would could be something that is not scary and thrilling and exciting and like completely crazy, which means we could ride it together. I like this. I like this. And it's based on, and I know it's not everybody's favorite film, but my friend, I do love me some Wally. What? What do you mean it's not everyone's favorite I, film? I know. Let me tell you something. I think there is something so brilliant in in the writing of a, a, a script where there is hardly any dialogue between the main characters, right? There's no dialogue whatsoever, really, where you can make this robot emote and feel and convey emotion based on the movement of lenses that are his eyes. It's brilliant. I love the story. I get choked up. I don't care about it. So I think what you do is over in Epcot Center Mm. in the Magic Eye Theater, when you take out Captain EO, you can put in a Wally-based attraction, show, whatever it may be. And you can also tie in things. Look, it couldn't be very much sort of a a conservation-based environmentality type of attraction. So you've got that edutainment that Epcot Center was at its core where you help Wally clean up the planet and reclaim natural resources and teach people about preserving our planet, which is really something we don't, you know, yes, you've got symbiosis, which is now the, the, the Lion King circle of life in the land pavilion. But I think here in this imagination pavilion you've got this vision of the future you've got this great character we can all sit in those big chairs where we sort of float around and, and drink soda pop and eat 
five guys cheeseburgers. That's but we could... <laughs> where you're going. All right. I just, I'm sorry. I, I quickly digress. All right. All right take that the food was... out. All right. Magic Eye Theater, a Wally environmentality based attraction and or show that Tim Foster can ride and I can get all choked up in. I love it, but I'm I'm gonna. Well, first of all, I'm I'm aghast. I, I who doesn't love Wally? This is news to me. Uh, I know it's. Uh, listen, uh, you know. Is I, it really? I I always. I mean, not kidding. I'm. No I, kidding. I think there's some I people who don't like the fact that the there is no dialogue. Regarded Pixar. Films right. The, the, I think there are some people that do not like the fact. Oh my! That there is no dialogue. Oh come on! In fact, you know what? I wrote Wally, but then I didn't know what to do about it. <laughs> You what? I, I have Wally on my list. I, I oh, wrote it I thought down you, I was like, with no, but I didn't write anything after because I thought, well, I don't know what I would do because I like my other ideas, Cinderella, better. Right. But I, 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 I was, I'm okay writing. with making Wally a film or, or a, a show based attraction or something that you is not necessarily an interactive type of Toy Story Midway Mania, roller coastery, water flumey, thrill ride kind of thing. But. I, I think it would may be I, a yeah. I, I like it. May, may may I make a suggestion? Of course you. May. I love I love the idea of picking up on the conservation angle. Okay, mm -hmm. no. but what about instead of putting it? Now I didn't know we had to actually design these and locate these attractions ourselves. You didn't put that proviso in this list, but proviso. Wow, proviso. But if you did. Instead of the Imagination Pavilion, which isn't <gasps> you really make it about the buy that, you I'm make it the, the by and large corporate to offices. Get out. Oh, and we'll, wait, what were you going to say? <laughs> I said you make it the by and large corporate offices, but <laughs> well, no, you do that too. <laughs> uh, if we're going to do conservation, I, I know the sci-fi thing doesn't play with. Well, no, it, I'm going to take that back immediately. We go to where they're they're doing that the blue people thing, and we tell them to. Go away, because we're going to put this Wally attraction in that's all about conservation and the planet and green plants. And don't give me it science fiction doesn't fit there, because that's what they're putting in there now, this big science fiction thing that has to do with nature and stuff. But this is real. This is our planet we're conserving. Right. That's my suggestion. Here's, your, here's a trivia question for you. Oh, no. Who was Eat. the voice of Sigourney the computer? Oh. <gasps> Oh my God, Timmy Foster! If you were here, oh. I would hug you. Oh, thank you. Very oh much. yeah. See, look, drop the mic and walk I, off stage. That's it. I <laughs> dropped that little nugget on somebody last week. Now, I, and I will go. And I've said this to many, many people. I totally am on board with you, and that being one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time, I maintain that's the greatest, the greatest love story ever committed to celluloid, ever. I agree with you. Ever. Uh, however, I will put an asterisk, asterisk, if I can ah, say it, there, because I have to give Pete Doctor credit for the first 15 minutes of Up is one of the most beautiful yeah. things yeah. I have ever seen. That That's the whole movie to me. I really, I hate to... I am not a huge fan of the rest of Up. I they can stop it. They, I see that, and I'm like, I am the worst husband on the planet because I did not do the book. I think it is just beautiful, and again, not a single word is spoken. And I will. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Nobody will be surprised when I say this. I can't watch this film 
I literally can't watch Up anymore. The last time I watched it, I got through the first part, and I turned it off, and I walked through the house, and I was bawling like a little kid. And I, Michael Giacchino yeah, is just beautiful. so brilliant in in his how he tells a story in music and how he conveys such emotion from lost to up to God, I love that guy. Oh, I, you know what? I thought I thought of up as a entry on this list, and you know the uh, along the lines of a soaring type of thing in the balloons, but. I think, like you said, the, the 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 heart of that movie is the first part, and you know that they wouldn't speak to that at all. So, and by by, that, by the way, Michael Giacchino, Jersey guy, just saying, <sighs> Pennsylvania here, folks. Repre- <laughs> represent. You're from Transylvania. What'd you say? You're from Transylvania. Yeah, I said I'm from Transylvania. Okay. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's it. Good you got segue, nothing. Lou Mangiello, because. <laughs> You're going to do a vampire-based attraction. Uh, pretty close. I'm, I'm ready for my last one. Yep. Nightmare Before Christmas. Interesting. 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 So here's the idea. First of all, great movie. One of my daughter's favorite movies. Shout out to Michelle. Do people say that anymore first, by the way? No. No, they no. don't. Okay. So I'm keeping up my... Yeah, you're hip. Oh, yeah, you're hip. yeah. The kids, the kids are digging you. Okay, I'm, I'm good. No, the kids right now they're going. What? Shout what? Shout to who? All right. So anyway, word to your mother. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, she'll like that. So anyway, I'm picturing a slow, fast-moving ride. Not overly thrilly, but not overly slow. But again, taking you through the film as it unfolds before you, sort of roller coasterish, maybe. Maybe dinosaur esque, that kind of thing, like that kind hmm. of ride vehicle, where you're not going up and down hills, but you you can go slow, but then the pace can pick up as you get moving. So, I think you could start start out slow and nice in Halloween Town, go through the cemetery. I think a really cool part would be you spoke of Walt Disney World being about portals, and here's a great opportunity for a portal experience when you find the door out of the uh, several doors the one door that leads to christmas town and and instead of just going through it i'm you know thinking like an enchanted tales with bell kind of magical door that appears and somehow you go through it which could be really really cool scenes of more movies and as you get more into it then you maybe start picking up the pace a little bit and you start rocking back and forth as you go on the christmas eve ride and, and perhaps the Jack Skellington's ideas of Christmas presents are flashing up in the sky around you, like the vampire teddy bears and the pumpkin jack and the boxes and the shrunken heads. And then the spotlights fire up and the, our anti-artillery aircraft is flying off around you. As you come to a, not a crashing end, because, you know, we don't want to be too rough, but, but then you settle up, you, you have a, brief pause before you have your final confrontation with Doogie Boogie. <laughs> but when you get through that, picture this, though. You're back in Halloween Town, and we all love, which we talk about many times, Christmas in Walt Disney World and on Main Street USA because it snows. Picture yourself back in Halloween Town on this ride, and it's snowing, and everything's happy, and it's we lived happily ever after and wandered off. And 
I think this would be especially cool because not only could you have this ride wherever you put it. Oh, I'm sorry, attraction. Wherever you placed it. But at Christmas, certainly, and maybe even Halloween, like they, it could get seasonal makeovers to enhance it during the appropriate times of year. Like at Christmas, make it even more Christmassy. At Halloween, it becomes even more Halloween-esque. You know, I just wanted you to say halloween <laughs> I knew you wanted me to say that. But just as, you know, Haunted Mansion, it said that they get some Jack Skellington overlays during Halloween and so forth. Do it the, we can do the opposite and have a Jack Skellington Nightmare Before Christmas attraction. That could get its own overlays. And I throw this at you. Imagine, just imagine. Remember when we went on Spaceship Earth the first time after it was redone and you little young Lou Mangiello finally learned who invented the alphabet. But <clears throat> when we first came off the attraction, how I think everybody universally said, among the things they might have missed from before and things like that, but just universally, those animatronics were amazing. Whatever they did to them, that was outstanding. Think of the animatronic possibilities you could have with the Nightmare Before Christmas with the characters that were themselves made via stop-motion animation just are begging to be brought to life through animatronics and what they could do today with them. That's, that's, my, gold, that's my gold star. That's my blue ribbon. That's, 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 your my, blue, all right, so that's I, my Super Bowl. I, 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 I'm going to play – Clown with a tearaway face to your to Come your on. nightmare. You know there's already an attraction. Well, and look, I, okay. So, on, on a personal level, I should love Nightmare Before Christmas because I love Halloween and I love Christmas and I love 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 Beetlejuice. I could basically recite it like line for line. That being said, it's not my favorite movie. When I heard and went to Disneyland for the first time and knew that the Haunted Mansion was getting its Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, I was a little hesitant. That being said, mm -hmm. the first time I went in there, mm -hmm. I was like the five-year-old I was blown and continue to be blown away by this idea of Jack as Sandy Claus visiting the Haunted Mansion. It's a completely different attraction. I love going to Disneyland f during the holiday season, which I know begins in like September. But I love go. I love, love, love the Haunted Mansion overlay. That being said, I, my question for you and you, the listener, is, is Nightmare Before Christmas, to your point, is it possibly too seasonal of a film on its face? Is it too much locked into Halloween slash Christmas time of year? Does it play well in the middle of June when it's 116 degrees and 97% humidity outside in Florida? I think it would play even better because you can experience that magic of the holidays all the way through. And it doesn't have to be so... That's the beauty. It doesn't have to be so Halloween Christmas focused. It doesn't because it's called the Nightmare well, I, Before I, I, Christmas. I know, but I mean, but 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 come on, I, I can go to the old <laughs> Christmas shop 365 days a year. You don't have a problem with that because you, you do your kipple thing out there or whatever. But 
<laughs> and I can go to the Germany Pavilion and look at the Christmas pickle in the middle of August. So I should be able to enjoy a quiet moment of reflect of holiday reflectiveness <laughs> with my buddy Jack Skellington. And, and again, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are who are and on board with you. It's a very popular you. movie amongst the younger. Set. Okay, so so I, I, so play this out. Where do you put it? See again, I, you didn't tell me this was part. Well, of it. I'm asking I you now. I say you put you put you. Uh, you uh, it can only go in Hollywood studios, right? Um. What, what are you going to put Liberty Square? <laughs> well, no, it can't be. It can't be near the. <laughs> there you no, go. Hollywood, Do a Hall of Presidents overlay. Because a Hall of Presidents overlay with Nightmare Before Christmas, and there's it's oh, a wind- <laughs> oh wait a, wait a yeah. No, no, that's 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 not right. No, you're right. You have the haunted mansion in the Magic Kingdom. It doesn't fit in Epcot or animals that that animal the zoo thing. So put it in, yeah, Hollywood Studios. Fine. Okay. That park's too small anyway. Oh, it yeah, needs to get bigger. Well, I'll just wait. Star Wars. Well, Pixar. I'm waiting. Hey, I, come on, you know what's coming. You know Star Wars and Pixar, and possibly some derivation of the Ratatouille attraction, although it will not involve a buffet, is going to be coming to Hollywood Studios. You know that that's coming. The handwriting is I on the wall. I don't know anything until they open the gate and let me in. I don't believe anything. There. Listen. How do you like that? Bob Iger said there's going to be an increased <laughs> Star Bob Wars Iger presence said. in the parks. I think he was talking about Hollywood Studios, just saying. <laughs> but anyway, I think it would be fabulous. And think of the merchandising opportunity. Well, Woo-hoo! there you go. So I, I think this is supposed to be my, be my last one. Yeah, and I'm going to nail you on this one because you've been picking on me this whole That's list. okay. Listen, I, so there's a part of me... Again, I'm going from a personal perspective first. There's a part of me that, look, and I've said this so many times, that that Disney, with the acquisitions of, you know, Pixar and Marvel and Lucasfilm and Muppets, has really embraced all of my childhood. I would love to see more Muppets in the park. I I would. As much as I love Muppet Vision 4D... I think there. I would love to see Gonzo's Pizza Pandemonium Palace, and I'd love to see another Muppets attraction. But sticking to my own rule, other than I just threw one in without actually throwing one in, I for I did not. I chose not to go with a Muppets-based attraction since there is one already, and I wanted to give one for a newer film that y- a younger generation might potentially latch onto while still having a cool retro aspect for the older kids like me so my friend i give you are you ready i'm scared from november 2012 walt disney animation studios wreck it ralph right so i just just fell in love again you got the whole portal thing so you have this pre-show area where you're in the sort of Grand Central Terminal and Qbert is there and Pac-Man is there and all the Donkey Kong guy is there. And then you go into the candy-coated world of Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush! Right? Yes! How, a, how cool of I'm an in. environment is that for a racing attraction? Yes. And when I say racing, I don't mean Tomorrowland Speedway. I don't mean the same kind of thing that you have with... 
Radiator Springs Racer, but you have this sort of very cool playing against other guests racing ride simulator in the world of Sugar Rush post-show area retro video games merchandising up and down. (laughs) Merchandising. It's from Spaceballs. Um, (laughs) I think that uh, I I love the Wreck-It Ralph attraction. I think it sort of easily lends itself to a great technology-driven kind of interactive, not passive experience, sense of competitiveness thing, Sugar Rush Racer. It's something for the guys. It's it it plays to the the girls as well because it is in Sugar Rush. There's a lot of female characters in there. I think Wreck It Ralph, another home run. Thank you. I wanted to kill you on this. You wanted to kill. You couldn't do it. I wanted to give you grief on you this. You wanted one. to kill me, and you just. But you. So now if I, I would go ahead. That that was on my right. It says it right here. If you could see, I'd show you Ralph Dash. Sugar Rush. I had it right on there. Brilliant. I love it, man. Brilliant. See, Think, now I wish uh, you would be that considerate when I talk about my <laughs> stuff, but that's fine. You know. I mean, granted, if I would have said things like no, Island right, at no, the top p- of the world. You're gonna do your extra uh, of course 27 I am. right now. But I will you know what would you know which one I wanted to throw in and because I, I think it could right, be but, but let's uh, let's do some of the ones we had but rejected. Go ahead. Because I, I, I put down, I, I I knew you'd clobber me on this. I, an indie style, Indiana Jones style ride for National Treasure. <gasps> Dude, I have National Treasure. Ah, oh! right. Oh! Legendary locations, <laughs> hidden secrets throughout America. Yes! You're getting a little sort of virtual tour of. Dude, oh my I god, should, come right, over here and give me a hug, man. All right. What else did I reject? <laughs> That was pretty much it. Maleficent. That's the Maleficent ride. Island at the top of the world. Ooh. I still think Mars needs moms needs an attraction. Mars. <laughs> I thought, you know. I thought so, you were saying Mars you know, needs I'm, women. I'm Pump up the of, volume. But. I, I didn't want to go nuts adding boat rides in World Showcase. But if you added a Mulan boat ride in China with fireworks and stuff, that would be cool. I thought. But, I'm not kidding. Island at the top of the world from 1974. Oh, again, I, I thought you, I thought you were kidding. All right. No, I, it's a bit of a stretch because it obviously was not the most popular film Disney ever put out. But again, you've got sort of the, the timing in that early 1900s, the expedition to the Arctic, and you know that archaeology kind of aspect to it. I, I like those kind of adventure type movies and again it plays into national treasure it plays into the indiana jones type of thing and there actually was supposed to be an island at the top of the world attraction mr tony no. baxter um that was never built really it was, it was gonna be part of discovery bay and it would have had a it would have had sort of a uh, a reproduction of the hyperion airship coming out of sort of the uh, the, the, the hangar Hal's moving castle who no, all the kids just went, dude, that's the coolest dude I've ever heard. Right there. And then you just dropped in coolness points. So we'll just okay. move on. So here are some films. Okay, here are some films that should never, ever be made. <laughs> the other one's a- on my list here. Go ahead. Brave. High School Musical. No, you could do, you could do the shoot, shooting. What? High School Musical. High School Musical. Condor okay. Man. Okay. My God, I will never get that hour and a half back in my entire life. Okay. 
hot lead and cold feet as much as I loved it. <laughs> the cat yeah, from outer space. Although I, I'm sure the Jonas Brothers 3D concert experience would be something that it would just no. Yeah. Follow me, boys. These would not play well into an attraction in the in the Walt Disney World parks. So dear to my heart. Victory through air power. <laughs> and I almost put that one on my list. Too. The you know, remember the Apple Dumpling Gang? I said I just said that two seconds ago. You talked Tim right Pumley, over Don me. Knotts, okay. I didn't even hear it. I Slim, come on. That, Any movie that, well, that has I Slim Pickens in it. I you were going to throw something related to Pecos Bill in here somewhere. Well, I see, and there's this, right, you get Slim Pickens in there, who <laughs> I will forever love in Blazing Saddles. Also, not appropriate for a Disney theme park attraction. <laughs> How about bed knobs and broomsticks? That would be cool. How about Pete's Dragon? How about Pete's Dragon? I, you know what I you know which one I wanted to put in there, but having watched it again about a year ago, I realized just how dark and creepy the black hole really is. <laughs> Do me a favor, pull out your old Betamax and pop oh, in yeah. the black I'll hole right and just watch the last seven minutes. That weird Reinhardt merging with Maximilian and the heaven and hell. It's really kind of creepy and off-putting but that being said i loved i loved vincent roddy mcdowell now here you go here's the connection ready roddy mcdowell was the voice of vincent you know who the voice of old bob was slim pickens oh he okay. rode a blazing saddle. He wore a shining star. Uh, there you go. It all comes. Uh, uh, you don't even know who Slim Pickens is, do you? Yeah, he's a cowboy. <laughs> he's a cowboy. Plays the journey cow- of Natty Gan. No. <laughs> Thumbelina. <laughs> Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> Wait, what's Airbud? Is that a Disney movie? Airbud. Airbud. Nineteen ninety. Oh my God! What do you I, was, I would love to have said Rocketeer, but oh, it there just, you go. That but it just not... didn't have. A, it just not enough. Even with oh. Jen- Jennifer Connelly, not enough juice. What's what, what, what? Just it. I, I, not enough people latched on to oh, uh, the character um, and the story of Rocketeer. And uh, still can't get you on Mars Needs Moms. Right? No, or Dick Tracy double cro- diamond double cross cri- Crime Stoppers. How about three men and a baby? <laughs> Come on, you could yeah, again, you could randomize which one you are. And... You could say John Carter, but only like oh, seven I people. Forgot. I, for, I <laughs> forgot all about that movie. I would I I couldn't figure out what to do, but I totally dug Big Hero Six. I like Big oh, Hero you Six know, I, a I, lot. You know, believe it or not, I haven't seen that yet. La, 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 la. Christmas, what? I got I got busy. I, I you I, haven't seen. No, it's all my life. Christmas gets a little busy here. You, the not oh, only was it a great story, you'll laugh, oh, I know. you'll cry. I, 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 it no, may I'm have, love it, so you're not it may to... have okay. the best ultimate cameo by Stan, Stan Lee of any film he's ever had a cameo in. So you just ruined it for me, basically. Stay till the end. Spoiler. Stay, Don't just stay, stay till the very, uh, very, very end. It's in theaters still, right? Right? Do I still have time? You still have. You might be able to catch the $4 matinee. All right. I'll still, I swear. That was on my 
have to do this year and it just yeah christmas comes and goes in a blink of an eye well and you come sudden. down here we'll go see some movies and we'll have movie night and we'll cuddle with popcorn and we'll watch and big five guys burgers oh sit in our wally chairs and and we'll watch uh angels in the outfield and oh yeah <laughs> and herbie the love monkeys bug. go home the, the adventures of bullweb griffin he's going <laughs> The Three Lives of Tomasina. Well, that, oh wait, I'm oh wait, I remember. <laughs> These are real movies. I'm not kidding you. I believe you. The monkey one, the Animal Kingdom, right? Nikki, Wild Dog of the North. That's not Pollyanna, real. like the real Pollyanna. Uh, that not, I, I remember. Yeah, that. we could watch Toby Tyler. Who? Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And the Little People. That's a classic. We could, what we could do is you watch. You could be a point. Well, we I could watch mind. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. and I'll do my best James Mason through the entire film. That was supposed what? to be James. What was better, my James Mason or my Frozone? When are you going to do James Mason? I didn't hear you. <laughs> Never mind. It was more like <laughs> Peter Lorre. Right. Your, fro- your Frozone, or but, your, your Sammy Jackson is... Was it, was it epic? All right, so it's the gold. question, gold. The question I have... Give me, give me another. Give me some more. <laughs> give me some Star Wars Sammy Jackson. <laughs> I can't. It's just I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. The Reluctant Dragon. Anyway. He's too dangerous to be... Come on, give it to me. <laughs> was that your Samuel L. Jackson? No, I'm trying to coax you into it. I thought that was Rob Roy, the Highland Rogue. All right. The question that I have for you, the listener, if you can still listening at this point, what movie do you think? I want to hear your opinion. What movie do you think should be made into a Walt Disney World attraction? Please either tweet me at Lou Mangiello, go to WDWRadio.com, click on the podcast link in the navigation bar, go to this week's show, leave your comments there. I'd love to see them all right there. Keep the conversation going. Or if you want to call and really sort of passionately make your case, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. And then when you're done doing all that kind of stuff and you've wiped the butter off your fingers from all the popcorn from watching Old Yeller and Westward Ho the Old Wagons. Old Yeller. Don't tell me how it ends. I haven't seen it yet. When, you, when you're done doing that, go to celebrationspress.com and go subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine by the lovable, the huggable Mr. Tim Foster. Tell Lou how great of an idea it would be to have an attraction in Cinderella Castle. That's that's gold. The imagine I, Imagineers are dialing their phones right now. I can hear. I can feel it. I can feel it. What was better, my Samuel L. Jackson or my Ben Stiller? <laughs> When'd you do a Ben Stiller? What? what is it? An attraction for ants? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, Not nah, Sammy Jackson, Dan. You, you nailed, you nailed that. <laughs> but people, call, submit your votes too. Or tell them you lo- stunk at all. Tell that we listen. I would love to hear their feedback on this. Tim Foster, I always have such a good time when you are here on the show with me. We, of course, have to do this again very, very, very soon, my friend. I got to watch some movies first, but yeah, 
a movie night at my house. Come on Woo-hoo! down. We're going to have movie night next time you're down here. Excellent. Bring your bring your Snuggie, and I'll bring the snacks. You got it, Bubba. Just call me Bubba. Uh-huh. <laughs> for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see and sometimes in what you hear. You can then enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I was in an Adventureland kind of mood, and your question was simple. I asked you to tell me, what are the names of the two crocodiles your Jungle Cruise skipper points out along your journey. Again, this week, hundreds of you entered, got this one correct, because you know, of course, that two of the oldest here in Crocodile Country are Old Smiley and Ginger. You gotta be careful, though, of course, Ginger snaps. Anyway, thanks again to all of you that entered. I randomly selected one of all the correct entries. This week, you were playing for all of my virtual audio tours of the Magic Kingdom and a copy of my 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book and a mystery item for my personal Disney collection. So this week's winner, randomly selected, is Amanda Hyden. So Amanda, congratulations. Please send me your address. I will send you out your package. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. This week, I'm going to go from the parks over to the resorts. And because I'm in a movie frame of mind based on this week's top 10, your question this week is this. What two Disney live-action feature films have sections named after them at Disney's All-Star Movies Resort? Just tell me the two live-action films. Email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. You have until Sunday, January 18th at 11.59 p.m., Once again, you're playing for all the audio tours, a copy of the book, and I'll pull out another item from my mystery collection, which is going up on eBay. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. I also want to say a quick thanks to everybody who has rated and reviewed my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World, over at Amazon.com. We have more than 160 reviews there. I'd love if you could add your own and tell your friends. I also want to thank Alexis M. Bauman, Noel Eichenlaub, Steve, Suzanne Foster, Shelley Robertson, George Goulas, Luis, Carlos, Pantoya, Filho, and Gary Abels for your recent reviews. I really, really do appreciate it. For more information or to buy the book, you can visit Disney102.com. Also, I am continuing to purge some of my Disney collection and want to share it with you. So I am listing a ton of items every Sunday night on eBay. My seller name is Second Star Media, or you can just go to wdwradio.com slash eBay. Everything from theme park merchandise to documents, books, pins, artwork, vinylmations, one-of-a-kind collectibles, lots more. This week, I have Horizons, 
Adventurers Club, lots of pins, lots of different type of memorabilia. Again, visit www.radio.com slash eBay to check out this week's listings. Also, please be sure and join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live, where you can join me and be part of the WDW Newscast. We'll talk about this week's Walt Disney World news in a live, interactive video chat. And then after the news is over, we'll stay and chat. You can ask me anything in the lightning round. Again, every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Watch on your Ustream app on your mobile device or visit www.radiolive.com. While you're on the site, be sure and check out our blog, videos, subscribe to our free email newsletter, and download the free WDW Radio app. You know, I love hearing from you, so if you have a question you want answered on the air, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com, or to be heard on the air, or if you have a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks, call 407-900-9391. You can also tweet me at Lou Mangiello. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lumangelo or like the WDW Radio page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. I'm also Lou Mangiello on Instagram and Pinterest. And as you know, if you've been listening to the show, I believe that nothing, my friends, beats a handshake and a hug. And that is why I do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World as well as on the road at other special events. Thanks to everybody who came out during Marathon Weekend, had a huge crowd over at the Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station We also had a surprise guest. We had a four-year-old Make-A-Wish child that we, as part of the Dream Team Project and Running Team and Community, sponsored his wish to Walt Disney World. Also, big congratulations to everyone who participated in, cheered in, volunteered for, or helped out and participated in any way in this past weekend's Walt Disney World Marathon events. I I have to give a special thanks and, and humbled appreciation for everyone who is part of the WDW Radio running team. We have nearly 500 runners as part of the team from around the world. I am so proud and so grateful to each and every one of you for your accomplishments, whether it was a 5, 10, half, full, goofy, dopey, whatever it may be, just signing up to line up at the starting line or to cheer on people who were there. I am so, so very grateful. If you visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Radio, I have a quick recap video from this past weekend's meetup. Lots of members from the running team on there as well. Also, visit the events page at wdwradio.com for our next meet of the month, as well as our eighth anniversary get-together February 7th at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Tickets are on sale now. They are very limited, and they are going to sell out soon. You can be part of a day full of fun and food and family and food at Fort Wilderness. Again, that's Saturday, February 7th. Also, visit LouMangelo.com to find out about other events, other places I'll be speaking on the road. I am happy and excited and proud to finally be able to announce that I am going to be the keynote speaker along with Pat Flynn and Aisha Tyler, who you probably know from TV, at this summer's podcast movement event in uh, Fort Worth at the end of July, beginning of August. If you visit podcastmovement.com, you can find out more information. I'll also be speaking at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. If you visit Lou Mangiello, click on the speaking tab. You can find out other places I'll be speaking, other events I'll be hosting around the country. You can also find out how you can book me to speak at your conference, to your business, or to your school, or how I can help you start a podcast or take your podcast to the next level as well. Quick thanks to Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider. Whether you're coming with us on our cruise to Alaska next June, yes, there's still availability, or you're coming to World, Land, Adventures by Disney, or anywhere on the Disney Cruise Line, 
Becky and her team of agents give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, incredible levels of personal service, all at no additional cost to you. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com and, of course, tell them Lou sent you. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links and comment over on Facebook. And please, please, please go rate and review the show over on iTunes. We have more than 930 reviews. I'd love to get to 1,000 five-star reviews. I want to quickly thank Disney fan from the United Kingdom, Alligator Rules from Canada, Tobinoff, Adam0824, also from Canada, Mitten Mouse, Super Schmitty, and Corey P. Hall for their recent reviews. Visit www.radio.com slash iTunes for instructions and a link directly to iTunes where you can rate and review the show. Also, please don't forget to visit www.radio.com slash support to find out how you can help the show and be part of WDW Radio Nation. And finally, and as always, my sincerest thanks to you for taking the time to tune in, to tweet me, to email me, to come to me to the month, to just for the support and the friendship that you have extended to me. I am so very grateful that you allow me to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and so many other ways. And I want you to do the same thing. I do. I want you to, to do what you love every day. And in order to do that, you got to do whatever it takes to finish what you start. So just start and take little steps and always keep moving forward and have faith. And if there's any way that I can help you, please let me know. So until next time, I hope you have an amazing, inspired week this week. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou Mangiello. This is Jeff from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I'm just leaving my driveway heading down to Walt Disney World for the Dopey Challenge this weekend. It should be pretty awesome. My parents will be joining us. It'll be the first time I've gone on vacation in that with them in probably over 20 years. I hope to see you down there, and good luck to everyone running this weekend. Take care. Yeah, hi, Lou. It's Bill from Jersey. I just wanted to call and tell you how much I enjoyed the, the segment you did on uh, Walt Disney World in 1986. Uh, I was there in 1986. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I had my honeymoon there that year. And I, I remember uh, I had such a tough time getting there. And I think we were seven hours late. We had missed our connecting flight or something. And uh, I figured, you know, back then you didn't have cell phones, so you couldn't call them and tell them you were going to be late. So I uh, I got there hoping that the room was still available past midnight, and I remember the um, the person behind the desk was so kind to us. I think she took pity on us or something. But she gave us what I thought was, at the time, the best room anywhere on Disney property. She gave us the top room on the Contemporary, all the way to the top, in the corner, facing both Bay Lake and the Magic Kingdom. And uh, we really had a nice time there. So I have a lot of fond memories. I also went to Main Street, USA. And, uh, you know, you mentioned how how much cheaper things were back then. I bought a watch at the watch shop on Main Street USA. I'm not sure if that watch shop is still there or not, but it was a Mickey Mouse watch, and it cost $240. And that was an enormous amount of money back then, particularly for a young couple that uh, had just gotten married. Uh, But uh, it ended up being worth it because I still wear that same watch today, and I've worn it almost every day since then. So uh, it's worked out very nicely. So thanks again for doing that. Uh, And by the way, we are still married, so I guess that worked out very well as well. So thanks again, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, Lou, it's Chad from the Bronx. Just wanted to thank you for doing the uh, Wayback Machine to 1986. That's right in 
the core of my most favorite memories. Um, whenever anybody asks me what my favorite park is, I always say Epcot circa 1986-87. Um, I mean, it was all the originals were there. The Seabase Alpha was new. Captain EO was new. It was it was perfect. Um, I just feel like it's uh, yeah. If I had anything to do, if I could go back to 1986, all I would do is just spend a day in Future World, and that's it. Wouldn't go anywhere else. That's the best best part of Disney World. The most I miss out of anything um, is the uh, 1986-87 Future World time. Thanks so much for uh, a stroll back down memory lane. Appreciate it. Bye bye. End of line.